it was this person that like kept stalking me after we had a really great time and then my best friend she was making fun of me and then she was like so like in caribbean culture like good hole is like when you got like a good gucci Mm-hmm. And so she was like, You have a good hole. She was like, Auntie Good Hole. Mm-hmm. And she called me that. And then I was like, I'm about to change my handle on social media platforms to Auntie Good Hole. And that's how Auntie Good Hole came about. Bronx me, Bronx me, Bronx me, Bronx me, Bronx me. Hey, Kelo Care. Welcome to Bronx Girl at Heart Presents Casa Confessions, where young bosses and creatives confess funny and harsh truths about their come up. And I'm your host, Alanis. I'm so excited to be here, guys. And I'm a little shy. This is our first visual episode. And as you can see, I'm still learning the intro. So that's why I was referring to my phone. Um, I do want to give a heads up. We clearly have a guest. And today we're speaking with dance hall singer, songwriter, Sammy Soul about her journey in music, finding her voice as an artist, and expressing herself through fashion and a ton of other things. So hi, Sammy. Let's clap it up for Sammy. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you guys for having me. Of course. Before we really get into it, I do want to give a little shout out to our podcast socials. So please follow Casa Confessions. We're currently on Facebook, Threads, Instagram, all the things at Casa Confessions Podcast. Um, So you can stay posted and updated on everything we're doing. So back to you. (laughs) How are you feeling today? I'm good. I feel good. I feel a little nervous. You're a little nervous? Yeah. I guess we're in the same boat because okay, this yeah. is my first visual episode, so I'm a little nervous too. Um, we're going to get into, to kind of loosen this up, Okay, cool. we're going to get into a sound off, which basically I'm going to talk about like a whole bunch of current events that are happening okay. and then we can both share our opinions. Okay. So the first that I have here, right in time for Hispanic Heritage Month, Barbie release like barbie the company they released a celia cruz doll and she's an afro salsa singer a lot of latin people know about celia cruz do you feel like um if you you had a doll that impacted you growing up or did you have a close relationship with dolls i did i definitely used to play with a lot of barbie dolls um but i loved brats a little more i thought they were like edgier yeah and cooler and the outfits were more just fashionable like i see the brat inspo yeah in their their style yeah so did you see that they did brats did a kylie jenner doll how do you feel about that i did see it um i mean i feel like brats always emulated black women women of color so i kind of felt like that was a little weird because kylie's not that's not what she is it was weird. It was weird. So, okay, my question is, what celebrity would you like to see on a doll then? Maybe we could do Bratz then. Who do you think, if Bratz could just erase Kylie <laughs> or moving forward with someone else, who would be good? Tiana Taylor. Oh, wait, she is like the Bratz aesthetic She also. literally like... Yeah. Um, I would like to see Doja as a doll too. I agree. I think she has like a cool style. Um, who else? Dolce. I think Dolce is, Dolce is cool. Those are all good picks. Yeah. I, I agree. Yeah. Okay. 
So moving on, there's a video of Offset going around where um, he was he passed his number to a waitress to give it to someone else, a woman, while she was on a date with another man. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought it was so messy. There's a few videos going on of Offset from the Migos right now, but that I thought it was so messy. Um, have you ever been in a situation like that where someone tried to hit on your partner while you were on a date with them? Um, and uh, how would you how would you react if you were the other partner in this situation? Um, the so, girl was very just to not to cut you off. The girl was very low key about it though. Like she saw the little note where Offset was hitting on her, um, okay. and then she like hit it from the partner, but she didn't say anything. And then people in the comments were just trashing her. Like they were just like, "She's a hoe. She's for the streets." I mean, well, we don't know, right? Why she was hiding it. But um, that has never happened to me before. But I feel like if it did, if I was the girl, mm-hmm. what I would do? Yeah. Um, I probably would have hit it. I probably would have put it somewhere. Like I probably wouldn't want to cause a scene. Maybe that's what she did. So that's what I'm saying. They were thinking like, oh, she's gonna call him later. You can't assume just based off of a clip you see on the internet for real. Exactly. <laughs> so. And it's like, what if she did tell her man, like, look, Asa just gave me, like, what? Yeah, you don't know what happened. That could have been a dangerous situation. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Okay. So we agree on that, too. Um, there's a whole bunch of celebrity meals and beverages going around. Mm-hmm. So Ice Spice has a munchkins drink at Dunkin' Donuts. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody was saying it was like a diabetes drink. Like, it's crazy. If you look at the recipe, yeah. I think I have it here. It's like, it's like cane sugar, cream, coffee syrup, mm-hmm. pumpkin munchkins, a whole bunch of stuff, mm-hmm. um, which is crazy. But if you had like, if you got to the point where you had a brand deal with mm-hmm. a restaurant or a, or a beverage, mm-hmm. what would yours be? Who would I collab with? Yeah, like what restaurant chain... What beverage company? I have to say Dunkin' Donuts simply okay. because I like Dunkin' Donuts. Okay. I do like their coffee and I do love donuts. So, I mean, I would probably do Dunkin' Donuts too. And what would like what would your meal what would your drink or meal be? Um I don't know, but something with like a donut hole. <laughs> You see, so you probably would like the ice spice drink. I probably it has munch like I think it has donut holes in it. Oh wow, which is crazy. That's really sweet. Yeah, no, it's like it sounds crazy, but I don't know. There's an audience out there for it. (laughs) Okay, Um, we'll do one more sound off. I have so many, but okay, we'll talk about SZA. Mm -hmm. So SZA's manager came out and said that. Um, they pulled her VMAs performance because she was not nominated for Artist of the Year. Mm-hmm. Um, my question is, do you feel that SZA deserved to be nominated for Artist of the Year? Mm-hmm. And then also, would you turn down an opportunity like that, like something big like the VMAs because you felt like you were being disrespected? Um, I do feel like she should have been nominated mm-hmm. because she did just drop that album. Yeah. And she's, it was a fire album. It was really in good. my opinion. It was really good. So good. Um, yeah, she did just drop an album. It's still very fresh. I thought they should have nom- nominated her as well. Um, would I turn down an opportunity like that? I'm not sure, but I also feel like sometimes you have to like make people respect you. Mm-hmm. Um, so I understand why they did that, but a chance to like perform at the VMAs, I don't know. I don't know if I would turn that down. Yeah. I don't know. 
Yeah. I, some people would just take it. There are people that take, like, the high road, and they just take the disrespect from these award shows. And yeah, they keep, keep showing thing, yeah. up, keep performing. But it's like, how many times are you going to perform at the award show, and that's they're never going to nominate you for... I mean, SZA, I do think she was a contender for Artist of the Year. Yeah. She, I don't know, like, music, like, mainstream music this year... There wasn't too many things that moved the needle for me. Yeah. Especially in like R and B and hip hop. Yeah, I agree with you. And I think it was SZA. Was SZA like the definitely one. carried mm-hmm. R and B on her back. Mm-hmm. For <laughs> she sure. Did. Okay, so we're done with the sound off. Next is a segment called Show and Tell. Show and Tell. <laughs> so uh, this, this doesn't have to be a high pressure situation, but mm. if you want to do like a little singing. <laughs> a little a little 30 second 30 a little snippet of a song that you want to present or maybe a rap whatever skills you have i just assume because you sing but just show us the talent maybe show you know us maybe you know how to i don't know bend your arms backwards bend my arm anything <laughs> any talent uh oh, oh my i God. selfishly want to hear a song prepared but. for this i mean just like perform on the mic if you want to, if you feel comfortable, or, or like, if you want to play do, a song from my phone or something. Oh, we ha- we'll do that later. Okay, <laughs> An- another. Okay, all right. Not to put you on the spot for too long. <laughs> well, I get it because we we got to pay for a performance. <laughs> I get that. So I okay. We also give um, our guests the opportunity to share a resource that has been helpful for them too. Like, do you feel like there's been a platform or a resource that has helped you throughout your experience as an artist? Um, like something that could maybe help other young artists. Yeah, you could drop a gem too. Um. Okay. Hmm. I had to think hard about that one. I feel like take opportunities to. Like, when you're first coming up, I would say take take any opportunity. Well, not any, but take opportunities to showcase your music more. Like, if you if someone's inviting you to a, an artist showcase, I would say do that. Like, mm-hmm. if you're beginning, in your beginning stages, um, definitely go out there and perform. Like, get the practice in. Um, <laughs> you might meet a fan or two. And if you, like, continue doing showcases and stuff like that um you can definitely collect fans throughout but um hmm. that was good <laughs> that was really good i appreciate that that that's a snap for that putting yourself out there a lot of times i mean i'm guilty of that too of mm-hmm. like sometimes i don't take an opportunity because in my mind i convince myself that i'm not ready yet mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um but sometimes you just have to like put yourself out there yeah definitely were there times where you um, you just put yourself out there, or are you the type that second guesses yourself? And kinda- um, when I first started my music journey, I would just I honestly would just take the opportunity to go perform if someone presented like a good platform for me to do so. Mm-hmm. Um, but showcases now are like a little different. Sometimes they want you to like pay to perform, and oh. it's kind of it's kind of crazy. It's kind of crazy. So eventually, like I kind of like stepped out of that and I got into like more of a space where I was around people that would give me the opportunity to get paid mm-hmm. to perform. So. So that's where I'm at right now. 
But I feel like when you're starting out, sometimes you do have to take the sacrifice. Yeah. And go to those showcases that might charge you just to just to showcase your talent. Yeah. Like came to perform. Yeah. There's a lot of showcases like that. It's crazy. It's a crazy concept. I didn't know that. Did like you-, you pay to perform and if you sell a if you cross a threshold with the amount of like tickets that you sell, yeah. then you get paid. Oh. Yeah. Have you paid to perform before? I have. It was one showcase that I did. I don't remember their name. Um, I did pay to perform, but then I ended up getting like one seventy five back. Yes. Yeah, because I sold okay. like thirty tickets, so and a lot of people came back, so came to the show. So, you know, it was it was cool or whatever. Yeah, but, a lot of people probably can't do that. That's a, that's a big deal. Yeah, it was <clears throat> it was a big deal. I didn't. I honestly didn't expect a lot of people to show up. This was like in 2018, 2019, mm-hmm. I think it was. Yeah. Okay. So, that's good. She brings in money. Yes. <laughs> so now let's get into um, a little bit of your history as an artist okay. and just like you as a person. Mm-hmm. So this is the come up segment. Okay. okay. Yeah. Okay. So can you take us from the start of your journey with music mm-hmm. and all the way to where you are now? <sighs> okay. So, I mean, I feel like I've always been, I grew up in a house that was like musically inclined. Mm-hmm. Um, my family loved music, all different types of music. I come from a West Indian background. My mother is Grenadian. Um, my father is Puerto Rican, but I didn't grow up with him. So I grew up in like a strictly Grenadian household. Mm -hmm. So everything was like dance hall, soca, calypso, reggae. Um, so that's the type of music that I grew up on. But my mother was also like interested in like pop and hip hop and R&B, even country. So I listened to a whole bunch of different type of music, um, I went to performing arts schools, middle school. Um, I played the alto saxophone for 10 years, so I know how to read music. And I kind of, I used to sing when I was younger, and I remember that my family, like, they got me a karaoke set because they Mm. thought that I could sing. But I was just having fun. Like, I wasn't, I didn't think I was, like, serious with my voice and everything, but other people thought that I could, like, hold a tune or whatever so I got older and then my family was like in the church and I was singing one day and then my cousin was like you can sing you should join the choir so I did and around when I was like 19 years old I was in a relationship with someone and I started recording in the studio and we kind of became like a duo so I would record with them and we would make music together and then we broke up and then like I kind of found like I just went on my own journey with music to try to find my sound and that's what happened. I mean, I feel like 2020 is when like I really discovered the type of sound that I wanted to get into and like what I wanted to sound like, the type of beats that I wanted to work with. Um, Yeah, so... Now we here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, the first thing that impressed me, you said you played what instrument? The alto saxophone. I don't even think yeah. I've even seen that before. You have. Do you know <laughs> who Kenny G is? You probably don't. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I went over. Kenny G? Kenny G. Okay. Yeah, okay. Well, he Maybe played, if I see him. <laughs> uh, maybe. I don't know. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I played the alto saxophone for 10 years. So, um... 
I think that also helps yeah. with my vocals too. I was gonna ask that because like, it like strengthened like... my lungs wow. in some type of way. Um, okay. What else? Yeah. yeah. That's, I know how to read music because of that, so. Yeah. yeah. I think a lot of people that make music nowadays is kind of like, like in this like SoundCloud era and stuff. It's Definitely. It's kind of just like with, with tools on computer and stuff. Yeah. Do you feel like that sets you apart from other artists? The fact that you actually know like how to read music, um, you studied it. I feel like maybe I have like a different ear mm-hmm. than other artists. Um, maybe uh, I think because I haven't like incorporated that into what I'm doing right now. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't know if that really like sets me apart, but um I feel like if I start to score like actually like construct mm-hmm. with probably, actual notes. That's probably a bad then though. I would like scoring movies. Yeah. You gotta you gotta get into that. that yeah, sounds... I was saying that the other day. I was like, yo, like I should get into scoring because I mean that's what a bag at for real. <laughs> Right, <laughs> you gotta, you know, you yeah. need a variety of streams of income. Yeah. Streams of income. Yeah. Um, and I'm so sorry. I don't know who Kenny G is. I'm sorry. <laughs> I probably do know who Kenny G is. <laughs> Ugh, they're like you, uncultured swine. No, it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> so back to finding your sound. That was actually a question I had. I feel like it's probably very difficult for an mm-hmm. artist to find their sound yeah. that sets them apart. So mm-hmm. what was that process like of finding? Sammy Soul's sound? Um, I mean, it wasn't so hard. I feel like I really took a lot of risks, a lot of chances. I put myself out there. I didn't really care if people didn't like the music or not. Mm-hmm. It was what it was. I was just, I was on my journey and I was just focused on stepping into authenticity, whatever that may look like. Like, mm-hmm. I just wanted to be happy and content. Like once I knew that I reached like a place of satisfaction with how it sounds in the studio, how it sounds in like my headphones, then I'm good to go. Like that's what I wanted. Like I wanted that satisfaction and I feel like I'm finally here (laughs) and I'm finally at the point where like the sounds that I'm creating now is what I've always wanted. Mm -hmm. And it took me years, like it literally took me since I was 19 years old. Mm -hmm. So not to give away my age, but 10 years, child. <laughs> like, yeah. it took me and so long. And it doesn't look like it was 10 <laughs> years ago. It does not look like it was 10 years ago. Thank you. So uh, I just want to tell the viewers how I found out about Sammy Soul. Mm-hmm. So I was spending the Labor Day weekend in Brooklyn, and I went to this party at a place called Friends and Lovers. Mm-hmm. And Sammy Soul was performing. And she completely, like... You won the audience over with <laughs> a specific song, yeah. as with everything, but it yeah. was this one mm-hmm. song that was like you had to run it back. Yeah, um, and it left an impression on me. I was like, no, she needs to be the first guest Aww, for the podcast. Thank you. Like, and I feel like you were so confident on stage. Like, where do you get that from? Um, I feel like I used to put on like a facade with my confidence mm-hmm. <laughs> at first fake it till you make it yeah fake it till you make it type of vibe but like i feel like now it's just i don't care like mm-hmm. i just want to do what i love mm-hmm. and i'm just here and i want to vibe out and if you fuck with me you do if you don't it's fine like yeah. it's cool like i just really had to get to a place of like tuning out the outside noise and I don't even feel like it was outside noise really I feel like I was 
I was just like projecting a lot onto my, myself. Yeah, mm-hmm. onto myself, like my insecurities and stuff like that. And like I'm just like learning to work through those things. And as I do that, like I'm realizing like. It is what it is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm going to just get on the stage and do what I got to do. Yeah. Yeah. I think to choose being an artist as a passion, like as a path, a career path, is mm-hmm. the most brave thing ever. Yeah. It's, um, I'm sure it was scary at times. Yeah. Was there, sure. were you, did you have that time where you were debating like a corporate path and this? Or was it always like, fuck that? It was always, fuck that. (laughs) It was always like, I want to do music. I want to take the risk. I want to, like, you'll never know. You never know, like, Mm. if you don't take that chance. And I'm willing to sacrifice anything. Wow. Because <laughs> a lot of us let other people get in our heads. Mm-hmm. I'm guilty of that. Yeah. So, like, when you hear other people say things or maybe project their fears onto you, mm-hmm. how do you fight that off? Um, I just don't. I just try my best not to internalize it for real. Mm-hmm. Like, I try to have boundaries with just understanding that people have their own fears and their own insecurities and I know that they're not purposely projecting onto me Mm. but it's just it's just how people are and it is what it is I mean I've had family who told me that I'm not gonna get far with this stuff like but I'm like yo like I believe in myself so that's all I really need Mm. yeah that's that's (laughs) amazing Okay, on to a song that I heard recently, Moesha uh-huh. XXX. Okay. So I see that you released that song in the summer, right? Yeah. Okay, a line in the song, you have, I'm not going to do the whole line because <laughs> I'm not about to embarrass myself, okay? Um, but well, you, you ain't got to sing But it. you say, yeah, but I'm not even going to read it because <laughs> okay. you, um, you do dance hall music, yeah. right? So it's like a lot of patois yeah. and I'm not about to embarrass myself. <laughs> But you sound great doing it. But you say, trick me into pregnancy, abort mission, best believe that. Yeah. Um, When you're singing a line like that, Mm. um, are you drawing from personal experience? Or Mm. um, how personal are you willing to get in your music? Um, I feel like the best kind of art really comes from, like, raw vulnerability for real. Mm. So um, I don't mind sharing my personal business through my music. Mm. I'd rather that than get online and, like, just tell everybody willingly in like a caption or something Mm -hmm. like I'd rather use my art to express myself that way so yeah that line was definitely from a personal experience yeah um all right (laughs) I feel no I like artists that get personal in their music because I can tell now like specifically for an example like the rap girlies now Mm -hmm. I feel like they're not a lot of them, it's like kind of like microwavable music. Yeah, like they're not getting to my to my heart. Yeah, they're not like I'm like, what are you saying? Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm not gonna say any names, but there's like two artists in particular where I listen to them and like everybody listens to them, everyone likes them, and I'm like, okay, I get it, I see it, but I'll listen to their whole song and I'm like, but what are you saying? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> not saying yeah, anything. I understand. The best songs I think are like bops, but. You feel like there was actually some wordplay, some something that you can mm-hmm. connect to mm-hmm. in there as well. 
Okay. So you have a song called Too Bad. Yeah. That was the song that I saw you perform. Yes. Are you yes, okay yes. with me saying that yeah, title? I don't even know if that's the official that title. That is the official title, for sure. Okay. And you've been teasing it on Instagram and mm-hmm. stuff. So when's the release date? Ciao. <laughs> when's the release date? The people want it. Oh, God. I mean, we're focused on promo right now mm-hmm. with that song because mm-hmm. we, I mean, you were there. When I performed that song, we had to run it back like three times. So when we realized the power of that song, we were like, well, we have to go hard with promotion. I mean, we're not going to elongate like the promo, Mm -hmm. but we definitely want it to reach like a wider audience. Mm -hmm. So we really want to go hard with promo. So we've been planning with promo and we're going to start very, 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 very soon. So you're going to see like more things more things are you like the type of person to like knock on the door at a radio station or like wait outside for kanye and like sing him your song no (laughs) (laughs) absolutely not no i'm gonna utilize the tools that i have right now yeah so that's what we're doing but definitely that song is coming out real real soon yeah. yeah, and it's so good. I can't wait for people to hear it because I was like, <laughs> you really had to run it back. Like yeah. everyone was like, "That's the one." That's the one. Yeah. Um. Okay. Onto your fashion. Okay. I was seeing on your Instagram, you take a lot of risks with your fashion. Well, what mm-hmm. I would consider risks, okay, because like you show like there's you incorporate like nudity, mm-hmm. but like also edgy mm-hmm. and very like I feel like rock inspired. Yeah. Um, your style reminds me a little bit of, you mentioned Doja Mm -hmm. earlier, a little bit of like Rihanna. Mm -hmm. Were they like your fashion influences or do you have other people that influence you? Um, I would definitely say Rihanna because she was so, she's always been so bold with fashion Mm -hmm. and we've seen her through like multiple eras Mm -hmm. and how bold she was in each one. Um, Rihanna... Doja, um, I feel like her, I don't care. Like, I'm just gonna. Yeah. Like, I love that. Especially the phase she's in now. Yeah, like, it's really, it's edgy, it's cool, it's sexy. Mm -hmm. Um, I love a lot of, like, stuff from the 90s, too. Um, Yeah, I just... What was the question? <laughs> no, I was just like, do you have music? Um, not musical. Do you have fashion influences? Mm-hmm. Was there someone that inspired you when it comes to your style? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like it definitely has been Rihanna for mm-hmm. sure. Um, I can't think of anybody else, but I feel like I've always kind of been into like fashion since mm-hmm. I was in high school, like just having my own style yeah. and not really trying to mimic everybody else and what's trending like i just wanted to wear what made me feel sexy i like i like looking sexy i really do (laughs) i feel like everything just came so easy to you oh my god (laughs) so easy so easy she's like yeah i've always been fashionable (laughs) i always could sing everybody was telling me i could sing oh my god no i mean i'm pretty sure i had a bad outfit here or there (laughs) but you put thought into it and yeah. that's, all, that's all that matters. Yeah. <laughs> it was a look to you then. Yeah, it, it definitely was, <laughs> for sure. Okay, so you dance, you sing, mm. you have, like, you have really good fashion. Thank you. Is it something that you want to all, like, incorporate it all together in your artistry? Um, do you see, like, separate lanes being created for that as your career gets further? 
definitely i i really want to do runway i want to do mm, i can see you i want to be in magazines and stuff yeah. like i do want to have a modeling career as well um i have thought about acting mm-hmm. i feel like that would be really cool um i don't think music is the only way that i can express myself mm-hmm. i feel like it's so much so much more that mm-hmm. i could get into and i'm willing to do it mm-hmm. yeah. i love that about new artists nowadays yeah i feel like you guys yeah. aren't pigeonholing yourselves yeah and like down to do different things yeah um i'm also not i'm not an artist but i think i, I feel like i think like that like i'm just like i want to do different things mm-hmm. like if mm-hmm. i could do one thing then maybe that has like a maybe that's transferable onto here right. and like you know multiple streams of income all of that course. yeah um so I want us to listen to this audio okay. from the Human Behavior Mastery Podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were talking about day one and day two friends. Mm-hmm. So let's just hear what your thoughts are on this. Let me get it together. Am I going to find it? Mm. I'm a firm okay. believer in day twos. We all got day ones. Yeah. We grew up out the sandbox. Yeah. We done shared chicken sandwiches. Yeah. We done shared a snack box. But I believe in day twos. Yeah. And the day ones, you didn't get to choose those people. They were attached to you based on your environment, right, based right. on your circumstance. Right. And usually the language of day ones is survival. Usually the conversations with your day ones is about stuff we used to do. And the silly things we did. And the, oh my God, you remember that time? Your day twos are from different places. So it's intentional. Your day twos, y'all speak the language of thriving. Mm-hmm. How do we excel and expand? How do we add value to each other? How can I help and support? And so I believe you need that. The way you got a right hand and a left hand, you need day ones mm-hmm. to keep you grounded and let you know where you come from. Mm-hmm. But you need day twos that are going to push you. Absolutely. And challenge you. Absolutely. And, and stretch you. Okay. So we were talking about... Friendship. That's mm-hmm. what that podcast was talking mm-hmm. about. Friendship, like the difference between day one friends mm-hmm. and he mentioned something called day two friends, mm-hmm. which are like the people you meet along the way. Mm-hmm. For example, you now, like maybe in your artistry and in that journey, you might have new friends that come along. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like what he said resonated with you? Have you have you had to differentiate between your day one and your day two friends lately, or is that not something you've encountered yet? Um. I wouldn't say, I hate the term, like, day one and day two friends. (laughs) I also, like, I don't like how he, like, compartmentalized it so hard, like. So you don't like him. You don't like it. Read him. Yes. (laughs) Tell him. Like, I feel like I don't read into, like, friendships that hard, where it's Mm. like, I have you for this. I mean, I understand, like, compartmentalizing, like, certain relationships. Mm-hmm. Like, you have people that you go but so deep with in mm-hmm. conversation and people that you go that far with in conversation. But that's just what the friendship is. But I don't think, like, I don't think it's that serious. Like okay. The way I took it mm-hmm. was that there's a lot of people, like, Drake said no new friends. There's a lot of people that are hardcore about, like, their core group of friends whatever that means Mm -hmm. to them like maybe Mm -hmm. it's the ones they grew up with or Mm -hmm. the ones they found before they made money Mm -hmm. or the ones they found before they became an artist or Mm -hmm. whatever and then he's saying that there's a space for like those friends that are introduced in your life 
afterwards like after whatever point that is whether it's when you became an artist or like you shouldn't be closed off to those new relationships because those day one relationships even though like maybe they could keep you humble and remind you about who you are Mm -hmm. but they might also like keep you back in that space because they were they knew you at a time where you Mm -hmm. aren't where you are now whether that's mentally financially physically Mm -hmm. and then he's like you know and that's the way I took it. Mm-hmm. Like, be open to, like, those mm-hmm. people that come in when you level up or enter a new space in mm-hmm. your life. Like, there's space for both of them. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, there's people that take complete opposite sides. Like, there's people that meet those new friends and are, like, bye to mm-hmm. their old mm-hmm. friends that remind them who they were. Mm-hmm. And then there's people that are, like, no new friends past this date. Like, I'm not open to right. embracing love from mm-hmm. people in this space. Mm-hmm. I mean... I definitely think you should be open to new friends, mm-hmm. but I also feel like, I mean, if I'm growing into a new space, I feel like your old friends can do that with you, too. Mm-hmm. That doesn't necessarily mean that they have to, they're going to be, like, holding you back from whatever because of, like, who you were in that space with them. Like, you can't grow with your old friends. That's the hope. That's yeah, the hope that you can like, grow with your friends. Yeah. Why not? I think you can grow with your friends. Yeah. It doesn't always happen, though. (laughs) I mean, it doesn't always happen. And it's not necessarily like it has to be like a hater friend. Like, remember, you were broke. Mm -hmm. Like, remember, we was, was, (laughs) I don't know, splitting the dollar menu. Like, Mm -hmm. it doesn't have to necessarily be like that. It could just be like, um, like maybe their headspace is Mm -hmm. like different. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't know. Like, maybe you guys used to... For an example, like, maybe you guys used to always go to the club looking for, like, where the baller's at. Like, mm-hmm. who's going to who's gonna get me to a section? Who's going to mm-hmm. do this? And let's say maybe you're married now. Mm-hmm. And then you're hanging out with that friend. It's not a problem. You can hang out with that friend. Yeah. Maybe she'll respect that you're married. But, like, that that energy mm-hmm. sometimes can can... It can kind of pull someone away from where they are now. Okay. Unintentionally. Mm -hmm. Sometimes. Mm -hmm. But yeah, the hope is definitely that you can grow with your day one friends. I do wish that for everybody. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So, Human Behavior Mastery Podcast. Sammy Soul does not agree with you. (laughs) Oh my God. I'm in the middle, but. Okay. So, what does success look like to you? Success? Mm -hmm. Um... I think it goes back into something that I said earlier, just Mm -hmm. being me, speaking for me, um, satisfaction. Mm -hmm. Like, once I feel those feelings of, like, content and wusa, Mm -hmm. and I'm satisfied and I'm happy and I feel peace and I just feel, like, balanced with everything in my life, that's, Mm -hmm. that's success to me. I agree with that. That's the same thing. A lot of people's success is, like, some type of number or something that can mm-hmm. be counted in some yeah. way. Mm-hmm. But that's that's not to me. Yeah. To me, it's just happiness. Yeah. Like, I will turn down an opportunity that mm-hmm. seems good on paper mm-hmm. if I don't feel happy inside. Yeah. If so. it's, like, mentally debilitating, no. Oh, my gosh. Not, <laughs> not okay. to get too into this, but what's your zodiac sign? I'm an Aquarius. Oh. Oh, I was not expecting that. You wasn't? Really? I don't what know too. You, I don't know too many think? Aquariuses. I was like, "Are we getting watery in here?" Well, I do have water in my chart. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was like, "What's your zodiac sign?" Like, I feel some water. <laughs> I'm a I'm a Pisces. Okay, cool. Especially with the happiness thing, I was like, 
Yeah. Come on. <laughs> but Aquarius, cool. Yeah. No, I mean, they're, like, very successful. I don't know too many Aquariuses, to be honest. But I'm thinking about, like, famous examples. Like, maybe there's a famous example, Oprah. but I actually don't know. <laughs> okay. Oprah, Michael Jordan. Who else? I Oprah's an icon. Oprah's my role model. <laughs> you can say it. Megan? Megan the Stallion. Megan the Stallion yes. is an Aquarius. Okay. Oh, and she's like a girl's girl. I feel like everyone she, loves she her. She is a girl's girl. Yeah. yeah for sure. Okay. <clears throat> Are you into um, Zodiac and stuff like that? Or? I definitely am. For sure. Okay. Like, so tell us about Aquarius. Uh, we the best. Period. <laughs> nothing else. Nothing less. Nothing more. And that's on DJ Khaled. <laughs> that's on DJ Khaled. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what makes you guys the best? Um... I feel like Aquarius is often misread. (laughs) I think that we're very quirky. We can be quirky. We can be... I'm trying not to think of anything, like, general to say that everybody says. Well, Um, say what's, like, what in the Aquarius description is uh, relevant to you? Um... We're definitely good with comex. Like, very quick and witty. Mm-hmm. Um, you shaking your head, yes? Well, and a pop- are you an Aquarius? <laughs> no. We're my closest friends with Aquarius. <laughs> we're very mm-hmm. witty, like, very good with words. Mm-hmm. Um, we're overly analytical sometimes mm-hmm. to the point where it can be, like, obsessive. But that's also good because we can read people very well. Mm-hmm. I think so. Me personally. Just saying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> What else? I'm trying to think because I feel like I don't even know if I'm right, but I think those city girls, like they're Sagittarius and Aquarius. Carisha. Carisha's an Aquarius. She's an Aquarius? Yeah. Carisha is such a girl's girl. Yeah. So Carisha and Meg are both Aquarius? Yes. Okay, I need Aquariuses in my life. Uh, they seem so fun. Like they're. No, we they, are fun. Like they can I be friends. Yeah. Are you, you feel like you're the type that could be friends with everybody? Like, maybe not friends, friends, but I feel like maybe they're not friends, friends with everybody, but, like, they're friendly and open with everybody. Yeah. I can I can say that, like, I mean, I can have a conversation with pretty much anybody. Yeah, yeah. and I see that in them, and I see that in you, too. Yeah. That's cool. Okay, Aquariuses. <laughs> I don't know why you guys stay away from me. I don't know. Isn't that so weird? Like, you end up not meeting certain signs yeah, or, like, yeah. having them enter but your space. But I know space. a lot of... <laughs> Pisces, like mm. Pisces, have always flocked to me for some reason. Wow. Okay. So, I don't know. <laughs> no, that's that's good. And you said you have water in your chart, yeah, so maybe it's that. That's what I was thinking because I was thinking I feel I, some, have I feel and water connection. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, how would you describe your music to someone who hasn't heard it yet? And yeah, this is your chance to pull them in. Sexy, bold, fun raunchy um makes you feel like you want to get up and shake your ass Mm -hmm. (laughs) um makes you feel i don't know like you're on shrooms (laughs) some of my music can make you feel like that um i have like i've kind of like mesh dance hall fuse dance hall with like so many other sounds Mm -hmm. um that my music can literally make you feel anything, but it's definitely raunchy, sexy, fun. Um, I feel like it's eclectic. Um, 
all those things. Yeah. All things great. I agree with that. <laughs> Raunchy, sexy, and fun is all about yeah. it. I love it. So in our previous iteration of our podcast, we had a segment called Harsh Truth. I think I want to change it now because I'm like, I don't know if it's harsh, but this is a chance for you to share I guess a lesson that you've learned in recent years or even through this conversation mm-hmm. that you can pass along to someone else. Okay, business and pleasure do not mix. Oh. <laughs> it does not. Okay. Don't do it. It won't work out. Leave it alone. Mm. <laughs> business business and pleasure, does that fall into like business and love or business and friendship? I feel like I feel like I don't I don't really know about friendship, mm-hmm. but I feel like somebody that you could be like dealing with in like an intimate type of way. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Okay, and we'll leave it at that. Unless you want to share, <laughs> unless you want to share your personal experience. Let me think. <laughs> like, unless you want to expose somebody right now. No. Okay. <laughs> okay. That that was a really that was a really good one. Yeah. So if you're thinking about it, if you're thinking about taking up, I don't know, your little sneaky link on that business plan, <laughs> don't don't do it. Okay, so we're about to end soon. This was a great conversation. Before we go, please tell the people where they can find you. Um, okay. Yeah, and like plug any projects that you have going on. Mm-hmm. Just just go, just take it over. Um, well, you can find me on Instagram, on threads, on Twitter, on TikTok, uh, at Auntie Goodhole. I know that name is so that name. (laughs) No, 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 we're not going before we go. (laughs) Please explain the story behind Auntie Goodhole. Okay, so it was this person that, like, kept stalking me after we had a really great time. And then my best friend, she was making fun of me. And then she was, like, so, like, in Caribbean culture, like, good hole is, like, when you got, like, a good Gucci or mm-hmm. whatever. And so she was, like, you have a good hole. She was, like, Auntie Good Hole. Mm-hmm. And she called me that. And then I was, like, I'm about to change my handle on social media platforms to Auntie Good Hole. And that's how Auntie Good Hole came about. Wow, look at that! I feel like good hole is like self-explanatory. What do people think it is? They think it's like, what hole you think she's talking about? <laughs> that's that's the hole. Yeah. I mean. <laughs> okay. Before we go, oh, I I do want to remind you guys, please follow at Casa Confessions podcast so you can hear about us doing more episodes with amazing people like Sammy Soul. And, um, yeah, just follow us everywhere, please. TikTok, Twitter, Threads, all the apps. There's so many apps nowadays. It's a lot. Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, all that. (laughs) Okay, so we're going to lead people out with a song. We always have Song of the Pod. If you want to pull up a song that you want to share with the people, like a song that you've been connecting to lately, or or a song of your own. We'll give her a second to pull that up. What song have I been connecting to lately, Trill? Let me see. <laughs> okay, you know what I was listening to today uh, by Breezy Lynn? Bad Bitches? Breezy Lynn? Bad? Oh, is it like Bad Bitches? Should I play it? Yeah, play it. And hold it close to the mic. Yeah. Let's leave it there for like 40 seconds. Like what? Bad Bitches. Bad Bitches. Damn, look, 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 man, you know that I'm 
fuck with that. Told me to fill up with that. He can't get enough of that. Damn. What? He wanna fuck with that. Hey. Alright guys, that's the end of this episode. Feel free to follow us where I just met where I just mentioned at Costa Confessions and see you guys next time. Bye!